0: It's KKFN and KKFN KKF, HD One Denver. I don't, I don't think
1: that would count. The five o'clock whistle, oh, up, powered really? by smart What local it sounds like? I'm a worker. I'm getting that vibe. Right. Right. Yeah, it would be way too early to say. I mean, typically in, in our system too, we're, we're bringing receivers in and out. Um, I
0: can't have him. Give, give me this. Yeah,
1: I think the ability to um, turn it you up. Know, try to do it all, you know, in terms of getting the ball out, throwing it deep, moving around, um, you know, getting out of plays and getting us to the right play, whatever that may be, but then also the ability to be a threat in the run game, um, scrambling in, in, that, in actual help design. Rules. I thought uh, Coach Payton did a great job of calling plays, that first drive for us, and, um, you know, getting me in situations and guys making plays. Uh, I was really impressed with offensive line and giving me time and space. God,
0: that's not working um, for, for me, but keep play. the music, keep the music. How about yeah. Russ on handling pressure?
1: Um, yeah, pressure. I mean, the pressure is a privilege for sure um, do I feel the pressure no um, you know I, I don't run I don't run from it you know uh, I, I look forward to it I run to it it's not I working be, for me
0: either I need something team. more let's go up to
1: see you the first mistake the first bad anything that's why you got to play together nobody's looking at you oh, we want to see them do great they're looking they say oh we' gonna see them fail. Make sure they don't get what they want. you get what you want. Set up right now for you to shock the world. Shock the world. Make sure... No, turn this song off. No way! Not for this. No way! Not for Michael Irvin. No way! Let's come in here and make... No Let's come in here. Let's talk about a promise made on three. A promise, a promise on made three. on three. We gotta make that promise. Make that One point. man to the other. Each man for the other. A promise made on three. One, two, three. A promise promise made. Made. Let's do it, man. Get that song out of here. No way, man. Let's go. Let's go.
0: What can I my field. There you go, Maddie. Everybody wants a free. Yeah. Go higher. And to roll the dice. Just
1: one, Just one more time. Maybe it'll work this time. Some will win. Some will lose. Be locked lot close games. Some will, Some will, games. <laughs> Some
0: Some of will miss a field goal. <laughs> lose, oh, lose. man, come on now. On this day, as training camp wraps up,
1: Let's come in here. Let's talk about a promise made on three. A promise made on three. We gotta make that promise one man to the other, each man for the other. A promise made on three. One, two, three. Let's do it, man. I seen two of y'all walking off over there, and you got a keep teammate fighting. What do they do there? Don't worry. What are they do there? Not here. In one fight we all fight. You understand that? I don't want to see y'all walking off when somebody's fight. Yes, sir. Never yes, oh, again. Just walk Don't right. God, you know, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> one. One is not. One is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> It. Um, wow, you're, you're a hater, sport. man. Just a straight-up, certified,
0: cold-blooded
1: hater.
0: We have, we have, we have made the point. Um, I knew the Avalanche, Matt, were mm-hmm. going to definitely win mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup when they were up two to one. There's about you know eight minutes to go in Amelia Stadium there in Tampa. Mm. Amelie. yeah, that's close. And they uh, started cranking out Don't Stop Believing for the uh, Lightning fans. And I turned around, I looked at uh, a couple of muggles, and I'm like, oh my God. They did it. They actually did it. We just won the cup. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was where that whole Don't Stop Believing
1: theory was developed, right? So oh, if your team throws on Don't Stop Believing at the arena or the ballpark. Because you use that subtly, but a lot of people don't understand that reference. That is where that reference came from. Yeah, that's right. They hit the Don't Stop Believing, and you know your team is toast. Mm
0: hmm. I have I have urged the Avalanche to never ever 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 play that song.
1: KJ, uh, but KJ's got a KJ has a wicked sense of humor right now. You're complicit too in that, by the way. I it's think not that, just oh, him. I definitely I th- th- am. I think that was pretty funny. Man, shame on you both. Uh, do you think that's what today was then? Do you think that's that's the vibe after today? Really? No, because I think a lot of this reaction is in a vacuum. They they have demonstrated an ability, and certainly if Judy's only out for a few weeks, you get him back. Look, maybe they hold maybe they hold serve here at home the first two weeks, you get him back and you go from there. There that is a real possibility. Now it doesn't feel great right now, and certainly the prospects of having to play a rival that you've lost to six consecutive times you haven't beat the Raiders in three years you'd like your number one receiver out there with you but unfortunately if that's not going to be the case that's not the case it's next man up and you can win a couple of games like that now if you're talking about a situation where it came out today that Judy was supposed to be out for the year that's a different conversation so I'm not willing I'm not willing to go that far yet because I think Sean Payton has showed us enough at least in the preseason with the flashes, that this offense is going to be able to game plan and scheme for opponents in a way that we actually have not seen over the last six seasons specifically. My son, uh,
0: who's a senior sort of junior, I don't really know what he is in college, but um, he's taken a like a, kind of a sports psychology class or a, a,
1: a study mm, of— Good use of that tuition right there. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe it's fair. Mm-hmm. But he, he was assigned this, like, read this article, you know, write about this article, whatever. So I said, oh, well, what's that all about? I'm curious about it. And it was from 5:38, an analytics thing. And it wanted to look at the results of playing basketball in the bubble with no fans <laughs> and um, what it means to have a home crowd. And the essence of the article was that it's a 2.4 advantage just to play in front of your home fans, no matter how good or bad you
1: are. 2.4 points per game more yes. in front of your home fans yes. than without. Okay. And
0: one of the key phrases, Matt, was emotional contagion. So I clicked on a link, what the hell is emotional contagion? I mean, it kind of is self-explanatory, and essentially what it is is vibes. Yeah, feels, yeah. Yeah, good vibes, bad vibes, Uh the quality of them. Well, what do you think the emotional contagion is of the Denver
1: Broncos over the past 48 hours? Dog days. We've entered them right here. I think the Broncos, and yes, of course, you want to be excited for joint practices and everything, but I think they put in a lot of good work. But I think they've also recognized that there's a lot more to go, right? You're in the dog days of training camp. You've been out there for a couple of weeks. This week specifically has been hot. It's been really hot. So where's he you down even more. Okay, so you got inside. You took a respite day. But it still doesn't change the fact that it's the dog days, right? Your body's hurting more, things are sore. You got to spend extra time in the training so room. So, how do you overcome that then?
0: I get it. it. Takes that's, a while, you're telling a feeling. But once I can accept that, that's yeah. where we are. But you got to get over mental tightness. That, right? yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, focus. So, what what is lacking in the Broncos that uh, allowed them to be soft in that department? If I could tell
1: you that, or if Sean Payton could tell you,
0: and that, I'm not blaming Sean Payton, I am not. I'm not blaming any of the coaches. I don't think for a second they haven't done everything they
1: could to get these guys fired up and ready to go. If I could tell you that, or if Sean Payton could tell you that, that would be fixed already. I don't think they put their finger on it. I don't know what it is. I don't know, unless it's just simply, and this is the only reasoning I could give you. You got a really, you got a group here that everyone overvalues. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Media, local media, coaching staff, the whole nine, everybody overvalues them. That would be the only reasoning I could think of, DMACC. If
0: we're in a situation where everybody likes Russ. I have no doubts everybody likes Russ. No doubts about it. I think Russ is a really good teammate and a really good person. There is, like, zero evidence to the contrary. But do they believe in Russ?
1: They all like him. Absolutely. But do they believe in him? They tell you they do. But human nature tells you. What do you think? Until someone goes out there and gives you a reason to believe in them. Yeah, sure, I can like you. I can say things into a microphone and into a camera politically, and I'll, I'll say all the right things. But, yeah, down d- deep down, in, in the back of your mind, if someone hasn't proven it to you, why would you trust them that they could do something you have never seen? I think the players really respect Sean Payton. I think it's different. I don't know if they
0: like him. But I think they respect him. You don't have to like him. Do they believe in him? There's only one person I can think of that just has it all. Like, everybody likes him. Everybody believes
2: in him. Everybody... (gasps) I was weighing whether to just let you keep going. <laughs> you could have. I would have. Had you to keep would have going. waxed
1: poetically it, it, about you. Who
2: knows what more how, compliments were coming? How long could you have
0: kept that up? It out? would have been interesting. Thank you for coming in. It here would have been and interesting it
1: here it, from uh, this assumed I, incompetence. I
0: think it would have gone to your beautiful calves, uh, your generous spirit. Uh, I would have got to Irish clog dancing at some point. That's my daughter. I'm, well, I'm I terrible at that. We would go down the lineage of look what he's produced. I mean, it would be <laughs> sort of <laughs> it would go down that vein. Uh. So let me let me bring Mason to the conversation. Oh, you bring him right in. And I say everybody likes Russ. Do you think they believe in him? You mean like everybody on the team or everybody in the community? Ooh. Let's just go team, but the community thing is an interesting one. Okay. Let's just go team. I don't know if everybody likes him in the community.
2: I think the team believes in him. You do? Yes. Give me an example why. It's not so much an example, just kind of a general feeling, and also knowing that, hey, if you're going to make it happen this year, he's going to have to get it right. Mm-hmm. So their it, belief is based in desperation? I wouldn't say based, based in desperation. It's, is that a question? She's <laughs> your quarterback,
0: right? <laughs> so was Paxton Lynch at one point. So yes, Mace, they believe Trevor's he gives them the Sydney best
1: Sydney. chance um, to win.
2: So was Brandon Allen. Paxton Lynch never started uh, of his own volition. Basically, it was always when the other options failed, right, or were injured. Trevor Simeon is injured, so Paxton Lynch comes in. They cycle through Simeon and Brock Osweiler, so Paxton Lynch comes in. Um, so you believe in belief. You believe in belief. Gonna... That, that sounds like straight out of Ted Lasso. Ted, Las- Ted Lasso. This yeah, line. I believe in belief. Okay. Okay. Do you think I, I even have like let look, I got oh, it I right there on my. I love it. iPad love it. We should yeah.
0: put it up here in the studio, right here. Yeah. Should we should tap it on the way in and out of the studio? Every believe. time we do a show, believe. Believe. believe, believe that we're going to do a good show. Believe, believe in, go. it. believe in it. Believe in it. If you, you believe you it, you can achieve it. Do you think the players? Um, and I'm not going to say it. like because that, that that's not the right word for it because it's more about respect. I'll say the players respect Sean Payton.
2: Do you think they believe in him? I do think they believe in him, yes, but they definitely respect him. But I think they believe in him and what he did in New Orleans, right? Because right now, it hasn't failed here, right? Okay, then why in the world were they flat
0: yesterday and they needed so much encouragement to get up and then they ran out of steam at the end of practice even today?
2: All right, well, not every day is going to be your best day. Okay. You know, some days you're just off in anything you do. Today, watching that practice, there is a clear line between before Jerry Judy went out and after Jerry Judy went out. You could just feel the air go out of the team when he was on that cart. Not just on the offensive field, everyone on the defensive field saw him on the cart, too. And when the pivot is that dramatic, up until that point, defense was owning it in terms of pass rush, right? Offense was consistent. After that, they go into a red zone period. Rams' red zone offense dominates. Broncos' red zone offense struggles. Um, it's hard for me to kind of get out of my mind from watching practice How clear the demarcation was between before Judy's injury and after Judy's injury. Hmm. So, am I giving him a pass? Yeah, I kind of am, but it's hard for me to kind of to divorce that in my mind based on what I saw today. But that doesn't explain why they
1: came out flat. That's what yesterday.
2: Well, yesterday, I mean, sometimes you have a bad day. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just don't match the intensity of an opponent. But then they came out today and they did match it. And I would say surpassed it. There you go. So what's the problem? They they were winning the day for a while today. I thought. I mean, I think I said to uh, Bruce Hurdle of Fox 31 at one point, because we joked yesterday that if yesterday's practice was a game, it would have been about 27-13 Rams. And I said, hey, you know, this would be about 2016 Broncos, the way it's going. They're doing some good things. They're They're the better team out there. And then Judy got hurt. Judy got hurt. And then
0: at the end of practice, the Broncos couldn't finish while the Rams could. Yeah, I just see. I
1: think the difference zone, here zone, in my zone. logic. Like, they had a
0: chance. The Broncos had a chance. They were both working the same thing at the same time. And, and the Rams were able to convert it, and, and Russ's pass got knocked down. Mm-hmm. They ran out of steam I, today. I, yeah. But you're saying they ran out of emotional steam.
1: Yes, I think that's more what it was rather than physical. It was like this, It was like the pra- practice with Patrick, right? After Patrick went down, the rest of that practice was terrible. He might as well have just gone to the locker room when he got hurt. Yeah.
2: And that's the challenge as well because you're going to get into games and you can't you can't lose the emotional edge because somebody gets hurt. Look, it affects everybody and people feel miserable about it, whether you're watching whether you're playing. But you still got a job to do. You can't you can't let it call you. You can't let it affect uh, what you're doing out there. And I feel and honestly, like I I I, I think. Uh, I don't think the uh, conditioning wise. I don't think I don't think that was the issue today. I think it, I think we just saw the energy downshift a bit, and again, understandably so. I mean, everybody, you know, every guy in the locker room knows, you know, knows the stats of the wide receiver position. They've seen Tim Patrick go down. They saw Jalen Virgil go down on Saturday, and it looked like Virgil was tracking to make the fifty-three. You know, KJ Hamler got cut after Percarditis. Carditis, pardon me. Mm-hmm. They all they all know the score. They all know what's going on. What'd you see on the Judy injury? <sighs> I mean, just pretty simple. He's he's executing an end around. He just and he could you could tell like he kind of he he knew he knew he'd done something right away. Um, I think the the worrisome thing in, initially was that he needed so much help to get to the cart and so much help to get from the cart into the building. Yeah. Um. But
0: the report's out this afternoon.
2: It's not several that. weeks. Moderate injury is the way it was categorized. What do
0: you, what do you guys think several weeks means? Okay. What's several weeks?
2: To me, first of all, if it's a couple of weeks, it's two. It should only be two. Couple is two. That's it. Several to me, several is close to seven, right? So I think to me, several means, I don't know, five to eight. Five to eight. To me, a few, okay. a, a few weeks would be about... Two to four, two to five weeks, right?
1: Yeah, I was going to say you start at three to four weeks, and then you go from there, depending. It's a case-by-case basis. But, again, this isn't like Russell last year with the partially torn hammy where he doesn't have to be full speed, full go on every single snap, right? I mean, he he can be in the pocket, make quick decisions. You can work around that quick throws. With Judy, what is his best trait?
2: He's got to be explosive, and, if you can't, and you can't be explosive on a bum hamstring. I would say this, and, and we saw all the issues with Greg Dolsic and kind of you know, mm-hmm. what happened when he was pushed back a little bit too soon. Right. I would be overly cautious here. Um, again, I don't know the exact specifics of it, but we know how hamstring injuries linger. We've seen it over and over again. I would be mentally prepared for Judy to go on injured reserve one day after the cut to fifty three, mm. which would keep him sidelined for four weeks beyond this. So you'd then be looking at five weeks. That I think would allow if you put him on IR, then you're not tempted to bring him back too soon. Then you're not like, oh we you know, we have another injury. We we gotta get him back from Miami. If he's on IR, you don't you can't do that. You just can't. So I think that would be the more prudent course of action to prevent you from making a potential panic move a couple of weeks in. Let him get healthy. Let him get all the way back. Yeah. Take the best shot of ensuring that this does not become something that recurs over the course of the year. Again, it's just this is just Dr. Mace talking. Um, but i put him on IR and, uh, with the goal of getting him back for the Jets game in October.
0: <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Not <laughs> a doctor.
2: But home. I stayed at Inn Express last right. night., yeah. I'm not
1: a doctor. Yeah. He's tall. I'm not a doctor. The question then, Mace, is,
2: but I'm a cautious person on this sort of thing. i I prefer to you know, always take more time than less. What
1: do you do trying to fill those shoes? Because yesterday, I don't think anybody could have given you a clear indication on who the Broncos third option was. But today, I'm not
2: sure anybody who can give you a clear indication on who their second or third option is. I think the option number two is Brandon Johnson. Yeah. But he himself is working his way back from an ankle injury. But watching how they used him today, and he did have a nice catch as well, I think he ends up being your number two. I agree. Who makes this team because of this injury? Ooh, I got a name in mind. Kendall Hinton, Maybe.
1: Yeah, that and, would be him or Lil Jordan Humphrey, one of the two. My guy was going to be Alberto. Nah.
2: That's possible. And I just got done talking with a uh, Cecilami on Orange and Blue today. Actually, it was a show we recorded for tomorrow. You may be looking at five wide receivers and five tight ends, mm-hmm. and that fifth tight end may be, deter- may be determined by going one light at wide receiver. Yeah, because
0: at the end of the day, you know what you're missing? Mm-hmm. Never mind. Let's get into the world of positionless sports. Mm-hmm. Forget about a wide receiver. What really was Judy? He was an offensive weapon. Yeah. So forget about what tight ends typically do. What's your My man's next... just trying to get Albert O on the field any way he can. Well, what's your next best offensive weapon? Dulcich. Oh, okay, two, then after him. So if you were to list out your 10 best um, offensive weapons, where would Albert O fit on that list? If you think of wide receivers and tight ends, and you define them by... Forget about... That is he a better
2: weapon than Adam Troutman?
0: I d- I think he is. No, I as a weapon.
1: Weapons. Not as a tight end? Right, as an offensive t- yeah. weapon. Troutman's
2: right? clearly ahead of him as a tight end because the blocking element is involved. Yeah,
1: I'm just talking about but a isn't weapon. that a weapon too? Like the ability not to tip off a play, the ability to execute something that no, can look one is, way. Blocking I think is, that's is an not.
2: A, that's an attribute more than yes. a weapon. Is okay. like we're talking yes. about right. Uh, explosive play down gadget. the field. Yeah, yeah. well,
1: somebody receivers, anybody who can do something beyond the average. Can they take the top
2: off a of defense? That's a way to find weapon. What Wait. does Alberto do? That's better than average. He's an impossible person to cover for a linebacker. Finds finds gaps in zones. If he were that impossible to
1: cover, they would have found a way to get him on the field. Listen, the last
0: they're trying, seasons. but they they they're forcing him to figure out special teams and to block, and they may have to just forget about that. And maybe this is an excuse to do it. He just stinks at it. Although I got to give him credit, man. He's working his tail off to get better
2: at it. I think the last week and a half has been Alvarado's best as a Bronco. Uh, I, I agree. Overall. I, I so the agree, complete, The complete package of being a football player. Some, somehow the light went on, a, a switch got flipped, or something got lit under him. That has resulted in a different Albert O
0: the last weekend. I'll ago. tell you this, man. If they do dump him, he'll get picked up in five seconds by somebody else in the NFL. Of course. Who will take those chances on him. Four Dive five speed will not, at a tight end position will not last on the market. It'll be about a 49ers. Okay. Well, whoever might be the Rams after, I this, give me after the, this. Maybe week. the
2: last team. Well, like he got, he so here's four the, touchdowns in the last two days.
1: But here's the question. Does the last Correct. week and a half outweigh what he's done in his career to this point? It helps. I'll tell you who it might outweigh, well, too. you got to make a decision on it, something.
2: It's, it's a now league. Right. What right.
1: is he right now? And and it, he can do that with, in Sean Payton's eyes because, as you said before, Sean Payton didn't know it was money because he didn't even know it was raining, right? With Albert O, all, all Sean Payton's sample size is, is since he's gotten to the building in the facility when he got hired in February, right? And so what has he seen out of Albert O since then? So really, yeah, okay, you've got tape. You know about this this kid, but you also know that he's getting better under you. So I'm agreeing with you here that his chances to make the team are better now, but you do have to evaluate whether the last week and a half, week and a half, outweighs several seasons. I'd say yes, because you're planning
0: for the next day. You're not planning for a retrospective. Okay. We're not putting together some sort of imaginary retirement ceremony for Albert O. We're thinking about who gives us the best chance to win tomorrow, or now against the Raiders, and here we are. He's a weapon, man. Now, he might not be a weapon all year. Who knows where it's all going to go? But you just lost Jerry Judy for two, three, four? Several weeks. I don't know. Several, Several weeks. I mean, real games. You're, you've lost Jerry Judy for some real games. And so maybe it doesn't matter if this dude can't block in a two or three games. We're in the red zone. Listen, man, one of the best plays I saw all preseason, all training camp, was a red zone setup. I don't know if I can talk about it. I will now. Who knows? Who cares with all the rules? But it's Dulcich and Alberto lined up next to each other in the red zone. Good luck. Lo- and there's receivers out too. It's not like they're the only ones, but you, who's covering them? What safety or linebacker in the red zone is going to be covering Dulcich and Alberto? Nobody has the personnel to cover them both at the same it time. It was a easy switch touchdown for the Broncos in that setup. Now, I have not seen that a lot, but in that one particular setup, dude, it was pretty hard to stop. The so whole in the block. Uh, nobody on that
2: play. Well, not el- not one of them. You're relying on a quick throw, quick decision That's that, right. that basically neutralizes the pass rush. Right,
0: right. You, you were talking a three-step drop and get rid of it. The ball's at the seven-yard line. You know, you're not, you're not going for play action 40 yards down the field. Although, guess who's also great in that situation? Albert O and Dulcich. And I think they're better than Nate Adkins in those situations. Now, can Nate Adkins throw the lumber? Can Troutman, you know, can the fish man, you know, kill you with wood on, on things? I mean, maybe. Man hurts. Man hurts is hurt. Mm-hmm. He's, he didn't even, what was his
1: injury today? There was something going on with Man Hurts. I mean, he's been hurt the last couple of weeks. Right, like yeah. this guy, all he does is hit things. He's going to get injured. Yeah, but in this offense, you can say it, and maybe they'll implement packages, right? Maybe they'll implement packages. I think it would be a smart way to absorb some of this blow mace is to get Dulcich split out wide. And look, if Albert O makes a team, great. But if it came down to Albert O, Lil' Jordan Humphrey, and Marquez
2: Callaway, and you, you could pick two of the three, who would you pick? Probably Humphrey and Albert O, based on what I've seen. Callaway has not made that many plays out there.
1: No, he certainly hasn't. Yeah. He certainly hasn't. But then again, okay, so if Brandon Johnson continues to get hurt, who's your second option then? Like, if he, he's just coming back from the ankle, if he, he has a setback, then where? Then what? It's if prob- you say goodbye to Callaway. Probably Kendall Hinton.
2: <laughs> hey, Kendall Hinton, Kendall <laughs> Hinton right, has made more plays. Kendall Hinton
0: made a great play today. Yes. Again. You know, From Russell Wilson. From Russell Wilson, Albert O had a touchdown again after a couple touchdowns yesterday and a pretty bleak practice. Albert O was a shining star. For a couple of weeks, okay. For a couple of weeks. Hey, man, I think the guy making the team is a guy that we had cut just just a week ago, and you just never know because of injuries. This is the drive on the fan.
1: It's the drive on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. I'll sign up for it fan football pick em. yeah I have to defend my championship dmac I have to defend my title congratulations to you Matt Smith yeah you know what I won <laughs> what you, I actually did you win a bunch of stuff from King Supers throughout the year yeah, yeah. but for, for actually winning everything just just bragging right well that's pretty cool so I will brag because I have those rights. Okay. I just signed
0: up for it. I think I signed up for it, Drew. I think I'm good. Another year you can lose to me. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, probably. hmm You know, I've uh, done fair to middling year after year in the old fan football pick em. Have you ever won? No. What was your highest finish? Oh, my Lord. I came in third one year, and I thought that was, like, the best ever. Nice. But I can't even tell you what year that was. I
1: was I like, mean, and you know how many people played that year? Three. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Thank I'm, you. I'm terrible at predictions.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, apparently it's not my
2: bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fortune teller, and uh, I don't have a time machine.
0: Yeah, no, no. I don't know. But I'll hey, let you borrow mine. It's great to see the, the King Super's fan football pick em is up and at them again. I get invited to be in leagues all the time, and I never accept, but I, I will. I promise you this. If you send me an invite, I'm making a new vow. I will accept everybody who wants to.
2: <laughs> Predictions make... or fantasy football?
1: Uh, either or, yeah. Fantasy football, Demian could be the team in the league that by week six, everybody he's starting is hurt. I'm going to just say never I'm
2: going to say
0: yes to the dress, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. I'll just say yes to, and uh, we'll figure it out from there. Overall, this training camp was what, Mace in 2023. I did write about this at DenverSports.com. It got published earlier, so I have my thoughts about it. But what would you define
2: this training camp as? Eventful. Okay, talk to me. It seemed like I mean, not just because of the injuries, but just kind of watching Sean Payton's first training camp, watching it through, it seemed like there was there was always something a little bit different going on. I Also, the other word I would use was logical because I thought there was a really logical flow to how things went in practice and how they went day-to-day and how they built upon core concepts and expanded upon them as over the course of training camp. Um, I I thought it made sense.
0: Are there more, guys? Matt, I'll start with you. Are there more questions or answers after – I mean, today really is the end of training camp. It really is. So are there more questions or uh, answers? Than where
1: we started? Yeah. More answers, okay. Yeah. What are the biggest answers? That Sean Payton is going to be able to make Russell Wilson effective in his system. I don't know to what extent, but yeah, I feel way better about where Russ is at right now than I did when camp started. Way better.
2: Mays, I think there are more solutions. Um, okay. Good. Now that doesn't mean you that want answers,
1: more, but you can't
0: handle the truth.
2: Yeah, but I, I also think that more questions have developed. I mean, we're sitting here with questions about the receiver position, the depth thereof. Um. But that's, that's part of any camp. Um, I think... But I, I feel better... Okay. I feel better about the direction in which Russell Wilson is going. Mm-hmm. I do too. I feel better about the depth on the defensive line. I thought that was a big concern coming okay. in. Mike Purcell here, back here. today, by
0: the way. Yes. So good. Good to see
2: Mike here, back. Here. I feel better about... Um, I feel... He's, he's saying Bassey is a guy who's jumped out the last three weeks as a... Backup slot and backup slot corner means with Kwan Williams, who usually deals with at least one injury a season, that backup slot corner is going to have to what's play. What's going on with Tamari Mathis today? By the way, he was over on the side field rehabbing. Mm-hmm. From what? Got hurt yesterday. Did he get that? Well, what are you doing? I don't know. What's what's did he did he get injured yesterday? Apparently, <laughs> did he get hurt uh, throwing uh, bleep 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 to the ground? <laughs> What are you saying? They put him in timeout?
0: I'm <laughs> not saying anything. I don't know why he wasn't practicing today. I guess we'll see if he's out
2: there on Saturday now, <laughs> won't we?
1: Did you see the Browns, what the Browns did? I thought it was... Stefanski? Historical. Yeah. Yeah, with the uh, punishment for joint practice fighting? Right. Yeah, I think it's great. What yeah. do you do? I missed it. Oh, it's great. Go and, ahead, uh, man. Go uh, ahead. If memory serves, vets who fight have to play in the next preseason game. Mm-hmm. And then I can't remember what the other stipulation basically
0: was. Basically guys, yeah. rookies or whatever. Yeah, guys yeah, who yeah. need to play. Guys who yes. need to play if you fight,
1: uh-huh. you don't play. Okay. All right, here it is. If it's a backup who is, if it involves a starter, he now has to play in the upcoming preseason game. If it's a backup who's fighting for a roster spot, he now can't play in the upcoming preseason game, losing a huge opportunity. That's,
2: Interesting. That's I, pretty funny. I kind of like that. I
1: do I, too. Yeah, that's that's a good one right there. Yeah.
0: Josie Jewell will be starting, by the way, if that that was the case with the Denver Broncos. Well, you know what I love about Jewell? He never made any promises to not fight. You know, he sort of said, well, we'll see. You know, I'm not making any promises. He wasn't the first guy in there, but he was involved. And there was a little scuffle today. A little bit of one. It happened at the same time that Judy got hurt. Yeah. um, So it was like, woof. And then there
2: there was a little tussle on the offensive field a little bit after that as well. That was was where Garrett Bowles, after the little exchange, he looked over to the Rams area and started flexing. I did not see that. Yeah. You put him in the G V zone? Yeah. He put the Rams in the G V zone. It, I saw that and I'm like, I don't know about that. GB
1: zone. zone.
2: Boom! Gun show. I I didn't. I I'm like, really? He had a <laughs> he got called for one holding penalty today too, and it was uh you know, it was on a uh, on, on Byron Young. Like oh, man. Byron Young was gonna be a for the Rams. What are you saying about Bowser? I'm saying he held Byron Young. <laughs> is this like a uh, you know old band? GB Zone, an old band. You got to play the hits at this Sometimes, point. I if Bulls could have five minutes in a room
1: alone with d what do you oh, think happens? It would not be good. Yeah, I know for a fact he hates me. Mm-hmm. I actually know that. <laughs> Look, I'm leaving. There's probably it. a little justification <laughs> for it,
0: but I don't hate. I don't hate Bulls. I think Bulls actually is a hell of a story. I'm rooting for him. Um, I but think it's
2: been a rough camp, though. Yeah, can't deny that.
0: Yeah, it's it's had its moments, but to to give him some grace, he's coming back off
2: a broken leg. Leg, yeah. I mean, what do we want to call that? Yeah, it's a fractured ankle, and look, that you know, Chris Cooper had a fractured ankle, Graham Glasgow had a fractured ankle. Neither one of them was quite the same after that. Glasgow clearly wasn't the same last year. That's a hard injury to come back from, and honestly, like an attribute of Garrett Bowles has always been athleticism, quick feet. Um, I was watching him work at left tackle, and then watching Cam Fleming right after him, and you can see like Fleming not coming off that injury he appears much lighter on his feet than Bowles does.
0: Well, here we go. In terms of how I see it at the end of training camp, I see it bookended by receiver injuries. I think that's the defining moment of this camp. You got an injury right off the bat to Tim Patrick, and the last day you got an injury to Jerry Judy. You mix in, you know, uh, K.J. Hamler and um, and Jalen Virgil and even Brandon Johnson to a lesser degree, but he was part of that mix too, and all of a sudden... To me, it feels like you do actually have more questions than answers. I do have more faith in Russ, though, in what Sean Payton's going to do for Russ. You got something there, Mace? Yeah, Jerry Judy has a a cryptic
2: tweet out there. Oh, give it to us. He he is the king of cryptic tweets. I posted this at 534 Mountain Daylight Time. Okay. It's just a crying, laughing emoji. All right, so he's going to be back, you know, first couple of weeks. What so does I, that mean? That's what
1: I would think it means. It's, that's he's, it? That's, he's laughing at the overreaction. That's is what he's the doing. tweet. Yeah, right. That's what that's he's doing. That's it? That's the tweet.
0: Crying emoji, what does it mean, KJ? Crying laughing
2: emoji, not the crying emoji.
0: Crying laughing emoji from, from Jerry Judy. Let's diagnose it. What does it mean? It means that uh, there's a lot of people that are making a whole lot of something out of nothing. Okay. I mean, like, a- you, well, <laughs> I don't think we're making something out of nothing. I think we're concerned. I think everything we're saying is we want Jerry Judy to be a productive member of the team and we're bummed out. I think it's a good sign. Uh, I, I agree with you. I would I well boy, I hate I think it's a sign that uh, he needed some time off from football. He was tired of trying to
2: camp. He was like, <laughs> Oh my god. Are you
1: serious? It's gonna be worried for you. Also, for but the
2: thing is though, sometimes when you have a, any kind of injury The player wants to get back quickly, and sometimes it's the responsibility of the medical staff and the team to save the player from We
0: have a significant anniversary in Colorado sports today. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. An anniversary today. Try to figure out what it is, and we'll tell you what it is, and maybe even play the highlight coming up next.
1: What's the anniversary today, Matt Smith? August the 24th. I forgot that you asked this. Um, August the 24th. It can't be football. At least I would be doubtful. It's got to be baseball. Okay. And if it's a good anniversary, there's only one good thing baseball-wise that's ever happened around here. It has to be something with Rocktober. But it's not playoffs it yet. It is
0: not Rocktober. Oh, really? Ryan Spielborg's happy Slamversary.
1: Ryan, one for six.
0: walk off Grand Slam where his belt came unbuckled as he sprinted around sprinted around the bases. Mm-hmm. Um, Spilly's such a great guy. I'm very very happy that I can call him a friend and that moment was just awesome. However, Spilly tells a really interesting story with that. He had been struggling. He hadn't been playing and was really down. And the reason he said he sprinted around those bases was like it was just all gushing out of him. But he says he's actually a little embarrassed by it, that he wasn't, like, emotionally mature enough to be able to keep everything he was going through in check. Instead, he felt like he was giving off – Emotional contagion in like the negative way. He was giving off that sort of negative vibe to things. So his story about it is really, really, really interesting. It's not just, oh my God, that was like the greatest moment of my life and all sorts of other stuff. He's got some really interesting, deep sort of feelings about what on the surface obviously is, you know, awesome. So that, there you go. It's the anniversary of the, uh, it's the slam anniversary for, for Ryan Spielberg's. How close do they get into 100 wins? 100 wins are going to come a long Sorry, 100 win. losses. Very close. Yeah. Definitely misspoke. They just uh <laughs> they they finished getting swept there in uh, Tampa in one of the most unappealing baseball arenas that anybody like, could ever
1: engineer. Speaking of baseball. Yes. What an absolute bummer it is that Otani oh, Torres UCL. Yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. That what is sucks. the rehab for that? It's the injury that Brock Purdy had. So they're going to have to determine whether or not Otani needs surgery, first of all. Uh, And they're going to evaluate him for potential Tommy John surgery. But... Oh, this may God. be the beginning of the end, unfortunately, because we yeah. know how baseball is, of the greatest baseball talent we've ever seen. Yeah, how sustainable was this whole thing? Never. It never was going to be, which is right. which is it's, why it's it was already, so brilliant.
0: It's already gone way longer than Babe Ruth ever did. For three years,
1: man. The last three years, he has been brace- baseball brilliance. Uh, it, was, uh, it broke my heart seeing Me too. that last night. Me too. Because he can't finish his tremendous season, which is exactly why the Angels stupidly kept him. Stupidly. The second the trade deadline hit, they went on like a seven-game losing streak. Now the guy's got a torn UCL. They're not going to get anything for him. KJ, best thing you're going to watch on TV tonight? I want to finish the last 30 minutes
0: of Swamp Kings because... They're, you're that close to being done. I'm almost done, Ooh, man. we get into it tomorrow. Yes, I'm, I'm so just... Is, is I'm reliving 2008, man, and it's just frustrating me. So it's a heck. Yeah, well, I, I talked to several people at Broncos training camp. That they, they think it's a terrible documentary because they think it's just whitewashing the problems that Urban Meyer has manipulated the whole thing to make himself look good. That's why
1: I won't watch it. Be honest. Okay, yeah, uh, I, that's fair. But I'm I still was into it. There's so much more juice. There's so much more meat on that bone, though. I want I want the gritty details. I don't want. You know, Urban's PR whitewashing image. Best thing you're watching tonight. The What We Do in the Shadows. I think it's second to last episode (laughs) of the season. That show is amazing. (laughs) Shout out to anybody who watches that because you've got a great sense of humor.
0: Steelers leading the Falcons 14-0. Sorry, I meant
1: the Steelers-Falcons preseason. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's okay. I'm not going to hold you to that. Uh, Cecil Lammy. Cecil Lammy yelling at everybody. It's okay. The sky isn't falling, people. Well, stick around. And then bring a hard hat. Cecil comes up next, right here on Denver Sports Station. 1043 the Fan. <laughs>